prayer. Father, we want to thank you for this glorious morning. We've oftentimes faced the hazards of colder weather and rainy weather, which has slightly disturbed our, our service. But today we gather in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We gather remembering those who are former bikers who are not with us. We remember John Cox and Rod Tosca, Warren Wilkie, Tom Thornhill, John Smith, Katie Larson, Barb Warwick. And we ask your hand in protection as we're all pilgrims just commuting on earth by ways of cycle and other means of transportation. Life is brief. The book of James reminds us it's, it's like a mist that appeareth in the morning and dissipates in the afternoon, and no one knows the day or the hour of your return or our demise. There's only one standard that we have on, on the on our tombstones. There's a variation on the day of our birth, there's a variation on the date of our death, but the only common denominator is that hyphen. It's how we live that hyphen, the beginning and the end. Remind us, Lord, as we give this worship service over to you, that there is a true remnant that the Bible talks about, that of true believers. Jesus likened it to a harvest that it's very hard to know the, the true grain from the, the tares, the imitation. We pray, Father, that during your service you would touch our hearts and our lives. Help us to honor our writers today as we bless them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. As we all are reminded that there is a mighty fortress, is our God. As we stand now and turn our opening hymn and our purple hymnals, the big purple hymnals, the mighty fortress is our God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. If you're with us for the first time, the purple praise is a bigger, larger hymnal, and purple number 110, Honor the birthday of Dan Eschenbrenner, our um, beloved um, son-in-law, who's getting his major orders in the Air Force and just getting back from here in War College. And he's a Brooklyn Park policeman, and he's a proud husband of Hope, which many of you have been remembering in your thoughts and prayers. Hope was 98% cancer and through um, three bone marrow transplants, he's 98% plus cured. So we give all the glory and the honor to God. So let's stand as we turn in our purple hymnals to number 110, please.
congregational hymn in preparation for our time of prayer and intercession. There is a Redeemer, and this is an honor of all our bikers, especially our Legion riders. That's Purple Phrase. That's a Purple Phrase book. And Kathy and Chris are holding up Purple Phrase.
YouTube and Vichu and other means of communication radio. If you want to um, pay particular attention to this prayer, that God would um, bless you in your travels as you ride your bicycle, your motorcycle, and other means of communication. So let us unite in this prayer in our bulletin. May the sun rise in front of me, the rain fall behind me, and the wind follow me. May the angels guard my travels, for they know what is ahead of me. Keep me safe through rolling hills and swirling turns. Let the angels guide me to the mountaintops. Let the moon's light guide me through the night. Lord, thank you for letting me be a biker. And at this time, um, Chris Larson has a presentation to make. And Chris, you want to grab one of those mics down there? I was kind of looking out at the congregation, and I think it's between Chris and Kathy that's probably came to the, the, the most. And on behalf of all of it, and Methodist Church, we'd like to present you with a very safe means of transportation. You can share that with Kathy, I think, there. Amen. You get a look at it as a lollipop, just kind of. Support a coming deceitful new world order. 
The Bible talks about this new world order as being anti-Christ against Christians. And the enemy is, is not at the gate, the enemy is inside the gate. And concerning the tremendous corruption, some people believe documents suggest involvement at a very high level FBI and DOJ officials in the Russian collusion hoax and other schemes. And there's some speculation that high level FBI and DOJ officials sent FBI agents out to innocent individuals. And now we find the mounting evidence of whistleblowers that confirm this, and whistleblowers are coming forward. We pray that you put a hedge of protection around them. Skeptics should recall that FBI agents have been caught lying to judges and the media about Russian collusion, hoax, and the DOG officials falsely call parents, parents, domestic terrorists for complaining about CRT, critical race theory being taught in our schools and etc. We believe black, black lives matter. We believe red lives matter, yellow lives matter, white lives matter, and stop the division. We pray, Father, concerning the return of Jesus. And concerning the return of Jews to the promised land at the end of the age, according to Jeremiah, our scripture of lesson, Jeremiah 31, 8 through 9, reported that nearly 40,000 Jews have already returned from Russia, and nearly 20,000 this year from the Ukraine. We pray for the Russian people. Spoke with the Russian just a few days ago whose, whose parents were incarcerated because they spoke against Putin. Entire families speaking against Putin and the Ukrainians. And although 74%, nearly three out of four of 16 80-year-old Jews are, have returned from Ukraine or are women because the fighting age men are not allowed to leave the country while the war is reaching. This brings us to mind the fact that war, as we look to war this next couple weeks, we enter this memorial season with, with a cause of shortage of men during the tribulation period resulting in seven women being willing to marry one man so they can have a child Isaiah chapter 4, 1. So many Bible prophecies, nearly 20% of the Bible is unfulfilled prophecy. As we look at food shortages around the world and famine, there are about 54,000 farmers just in the Netherlands that have shut down because of Mother Earth worshippers, for fear of fluctuation and passing gas of cattle. 
Nearly 20,000 farms, almost 20% are being forced to shut down to meet climate change emission plans. The speed at which our country is being changed. We ask for large global concerns. We ask for our, our local concerns. We pray for our beloved Ron, who would be here. We pray for others who are struggling with. We thank you for Buzz and his recovery. And we pray for other members of the bikers, and other friends and relatives and loved ones who are having health challenges. We pray, O oh Lord, that we be reminded that the Canadian government is preparing to force Canadian farmers to reduce the output and the amount of nitrogen fertilizer they use to grow crops. Forcing farmers to use less nitrogen fertilizer to reduce the amount of food that is produced. Reducing world hunger by by 2030 is a UN United Nations goal by using less nitrogen fertilizer to increase world hunger. Not, not reduce it. And Father, help us to be alert and aware of the trying times that we live in. Concerning the global population reduction, it was reported that uh, you all know Quran, chief advisor to the World Economic Forum, the WEF head, Klaus Schwab, said that the world does not need most of the current population. And according to Harari, that AI, artificial intelligence, robots, etc., is replacing people. The shift to AI is increasing them and an increasing number of people are becoming useless. Harari and the WF, the World Economic Forum, values the environment and sustainability more than they value the lives of people. In concerning this, this ultimately concerns America's abandonment of God. America's abandonment of God. It's reported that even our beloved state, Fargo, North Dakota, the school board in Fargo, North Dakota, has, has decided that it, it is illegal. It is illegal to recite the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States because it mentions God. And it's not aligned with the district's diverse, diversity, equity, and inclusion values. Help us to become alert and aware, Father, that you described in the last days that just a remnant will not be deceived. Concerning world government and its possible rise of ten kings, according to the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible, the United States and its allies dominate the world in a unit polar fashion. America, A and its allies, act as one. One power and have too much influence in the world. You imagine it, the United States having too much godly influence. And just in the last few years, 
China, Red China, has become more of a Christian nation than the United States. This unipolar dominance is doomed and will be replaced by a multi, multi-polar world. The current international order cannot stand and will be replaced by, by a new international order with more nations sharing the power and influence. The era of the unipolar United States dominating is a thing of the past. A new world and a redistribution of power has arrived. And according to the Bible, these ten kings, these leaders, these czars are a prequel to the Antichrist and they will surrender their power and authority to the Antichrist. Finally, during our prayer time, we ask, are we rapture ready? Are we ready for the blessed hope, the second coming of Christ? If we want to be rapture ready and go to heaven, we must be born again, according to John 3, 3. God loves us, and if we have not done so, we need to sincerely admit that we are all sinners from the pulpit to the pew, that we need to believe that Jesus is the virgin-born Son, the Son of God, who died for the sins of the world, was buried and raised from the dead. We ask, we ask him to forgive our sins, to cleanse us, to come into our hearts and be our Savior. And we need to tell others what we've done. With everybody that's recipient, recipients of this message of prayer by way of television, We'll wave radio and YouTube and Facebook and other means. Would you follow me in this prayer? Dear Jesus, we thank you for dying for us. Help us to live for you. Forgive our sins. Come into our hearts and lives. Be our Savior, our Lord, and our guardian. In Jesus' name. As you taught us to pray, Lord, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us. We forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our scripture reading today is taken from a couple just brief passages of scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 51, and 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 17, 13 through 19. We'll give you a minute or two to grab your Bible. If you're with us here at all of it, church. Um, you'll find um, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 and following, on page 177. Reading now from God's word. God bless the reading and the hearing of his word. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 
51. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. It's not the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I will tell you. Listen, I will tell you a mystery. We will not all die, but we will all be changed. Referring to the rapture and the second coming of Jesus Christ. And then turning just a few pages further in the Bible, there's 1st Thessalonians chapter 4. 1st Thessalonians chapter 4 talk about a life that's pleasing to God. 1st Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 to 19. Coming to the Lord. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about those about those who have died, so that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. The scripture reference was passage of scripture which led me to uh, name our second child. We have a joy and a hope and a Christian. You may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For, for since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have died. That glorious reunion. For this we declare to you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will by no means precede those who have died. For the Lord himself, with a cry of command, and the archangels call, and with the sound of God's trumpet, will descend from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up. You won't find the word rapture in the Bible, but translating caught up means rapio, rapio, caught up. In the clouds, together with them, to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. May God, word be blessed. Do we have anybody that would like to share this morning? We always have an opportunity for a lay person to share. And Robin's always willing to step forth. Good morning, brothers and sisters. So they've heard about the lace sermon, and it's talking about Bible prophecy, which should technically be called today's news headlines. And the lace sermon on 1 Corinthians 15:51. Look, I tell you a secret: none of us will die, but we will be changed. In verse 52, we see that it will take a moment and a blink of an eye. The final shofar will sound and we will be raised to live forever and to have change. This right here talks about what's coming known as the Christ coming back for his bride without blemish. And what's, and people don't understand that this is going to be coming sooner than you think. And this also talks about, some people call it the rapture, some people will call it the bride of Christ. And the a blink of an eye is one children of a second. And even with today's sophisticated equipment, it is a struggle to pick that up because a lot of our audio equipment 
and sound only can go up to one one thousandth of a second. And even that can be very difficult. And people who are left here will be having to go through the toughest parts and the toughest times ever known as the tribulation. As of right now, we turn on the news, including the fake news, the alphabet soup, and they are having to report a Bible prophecy because it is accelerating so fast, they have no choice but to try to make sense of it. Right now, the top stories we're going to be hearing in the coming future is the digital ID and artificial <coughs> intelligence. In the words of J.B. Farag, AI is a lie and that can be traced back to the Garden of Eden when the serpent says from the tree of knowledge, you shall surely not die but become God. AI says you will not die but become a God. Same lie, different wording, different termination, but the same, but the same old, same old lie. You may ask yourself, how is this even possible? I will tell you. Look at how quickly your world changed within three years. You may ask, how did it get this way? It got this way, sadly, on many levels. The first is we have abandoned the Lord on and on. Second, this is hardly the same. In the pulpit to pew and from pulpit to online congregation, and this really breaks my heart. Because the majority of us just blindly obeyed when we should have been questioning and should have been going to the scripture and not going by what we were being told by the TVs. We should have been going straight to scripture, but because we didn't, we're the mess we're in. You will be hearing in the, in the next few terms what is known as the Great Reset and the Digital ID and Cashless Society. You may look at me and say, oh, that is crazy conspiracy theory. A crazy conspiracy theory is also known as a spoiler alert, someone who just saw the movie and is going to tell you how it ends. You, you may even ask me, well, how will people get to agree on this? We look back at when this all accelerated, the year 2020. This time around, the digital ID that will be a part of the Mother of Beast system, you will, you will keep me saving you. This is crazy. This will never happen. Sadly, it has happened and will be happening and coming to a 15-minute city near you. When the Mark of the Beast system comes, it will not be called the Mark of the Beast. It will not be called what is in Scripture Revelation. How this will be marketed is simple. One simple lie. Comply with the jabs. It's for the greater good. Church, I'm not saying this to freak you out. I'm saying this to prepare you and to have you this, not take this when this comes as one of the beasts so you will have salvation. How this is going to work is you're going to be hearing buzzwords like you get this chip in your right hand. It has your medical records. Don't you want to protect grandma? Oh, you get this chip. You don't have to worry about going to the bank because it's all right here in this little chip. Oh, you get this chip. You don't have to worry about your bills being late because it's all right here. It's all for the greater good. 
You get this chip, you don't have to worry about counterfeit money because it's all for the greater good. Do your part. Does that sound familiar? 2020. And the people are sadly are going to be running up and not even knowing it because they're going to think, I'm doing for the greater good. I'm getting rid of my carbon copies. I'm getting rid of paper. I'm doing what I'm being told that this is going to save lives. Same line, different year. Same line, different terminology. And a song that is, there's a song out there that backs this up. And it is a very prophetic song. And if you want to listen to the song entirely, go to uh, March 12th or 13th, 2023 sermon, and you will hear it. The song is called Show Me a Sign by Carlos Boyce Jr. And that backs up what is going on today. And also, you will hear of when people say you and Revelation 15, 16, they're going to do this not in the name of scripture. They're going to say it's for the science. It's for the health. It's for your well-being. It's to help you. And they're going to use those words. And sadly, a lot of people are going to line up and not even realize it until it's too late. And those Thessalonians, we need to be comforted in these words and that we know Christ is coming back sooner than what he thinks. We are not at the 22nd mark. We are past the 22nd mark. And I will tell you, everything you see is right here plain as day. You'll be hearing of the power shops, 15-minute cities. And guess what? We already have them in Ohio. So it's going to be coming to a city near you. And again, church, I'm not saying this to freak you out. I'm saying this because I care about you and love you all. And I'm saying this to prepare you so you will have eternal salvation and know what signs and buzzwords to look for. Thank you. Thank you, Robin. Who amongst this um, can even imagine the act of brutality and insanity and the random murder or the targeting act against Christians? And was it one or was it the other? Our government isn't letting us know about this mandate. And we feel because of this act of insanity in Nashville, an act of random murder or target, you're going to act against Christians and suggesting that if you're a gun collector like me and you probably have more than one machine gun, you know, I think you only have to have one. And I, I worry about the fact that forks are going to be outlawed because people are getting fat, blaming the fork or blaming the gun. Well, the targeted act wasn't a question targeted act against Christians? I believe so. The answer to that question is yet to be known regarding this Nashville Christian school shooting victims. But this we do know, we do know, that the true believers in Christ are called to be a remnant. The Bible says that narrow is the way to heaven and few, but wide is the gateway to hell, and many will make it. But this we know, it should be evident to all who are keeping a finger 
a finger on the pulse of our nation that we have come to a crossroads. These last few years of crossroads that will most likely determine the, the destiny of the United States of America. The horrific and the senseless attack in Nashville, Tennessee. My, my daughter and son-in-law have a second home in, in Tennessee. He's a fighter pilot, she's a retired flight surgeon. And they see so many changes in the Bible Belt, too. And this horrific and senseless attack in Nashville, Tennessee, is just a commentary, a commentary on the soul of America. And it's very clear that America's soul is, is sin sick. Here's why. The gospel has, the good news, the gospel means good news has been rejected by our government. A particular party, you can figure it out, it's outlawed any form of prayer or invocation or benediction. Nationally and statewide, I used to be called upon quite frequently to open up the Senate and representatives and they would say to me, they'd run up to me and they'd say, well, don't use Jesus' name. Don't refer to God. And I'd say, how do you pray without using Jesus' name or God's name? Here's why the gospel has been rejected by our government. The, the word of God has been rejected by woke. Woke theology or by woke ministers and churches. And our nation has loosed itself from the very moorings of God and the very moorings of, of truth. The Bible tells us that God's grace, that God's grace is what protects us and sustains us. And without God's grace and God's protection, we we have no safety whatsoever. God has warned us that if we push him away, there's radical consequences. From our churches today, there's a great tragedy. The absence of the topic of the second coming of Christ in the last days. When rapture or blessed hope of the second coming of Christ discussion has ended, and I could see that in my ministry nearly 50 years ago, where even evangelical ministers chose not to discuss some one of the 22 verses in, in the Bible that concerns about not only his first coming, but his second coming. When rapture discussions ended some 30 to 40 years ago in the church and elsewhere, so did the discussion of the millennial, the thousand-year reign of Christ on earth. And so did Israel's key to end time role and prophecy and, and, and the trend towards the tribulation where there was going to be three and a half years of chaos and three and a half years of peace. And then the evidence of end time deception, end time deception, and the rush to a cashless society that's described in Revelation chapter 13. And to this one worldism, worldism, wokeism, and so much more, it became almost impossible to understand the time from biblical and prophetic perspective. And right at a time, people began asking very earnest questions. Somewhere in the past, and I hate divorce. I hate divorce. 
especially I see a tremendous divorce within the church between scripture, tradition, reason, and experience. Somewhere in the past, a tragic divorce occurred. Theologians, biblical scholars decided that we must separate the return of Jesus Christ and the end of times and these unfulfilled prophetic prophecies of his church from the proclamation of the gospel, the news. And the results of this untimely divorce have led to a death, a death and a dearth of understanding among believers regarding Jesus' appearing and the joyful anticipation that comes with such awareness. Confused believers hear that they will surely die rather than meet Jesus in the air, which directly contradicts the New Testament and passages which were read to you today. 1 Corinthians 15, 51, 1 Thessalonians 4, 17. The Apostle Paul believed there would be many saints alive at the time of the rapture, but many preachers today disagree with him on this matter. The divorce of the rapture and the second coming of Christ from the gospel, the good news, has resulted in this near blackout of Jesus' teaching about our blessed hope, the hope of his returning to the churches today. And this negatively impacts new believers as well as seasoned saints as it leaves them ill-prepared to live in a fear-ridden society because such teaching provides no prophetic context into which they can place the violence, the violence and the lawlessness of our day or the push for this new world order. Father God, this morning there's so much more that could be said about this topic, but our time is, is brief. It's, it's so sorrowful the result of this divorce is that it, it takes the eyes of believers away from their ultimate hope at a time when they need such focus. Instead, their eyes remain focused on earthly aspirations. Very few talk about what happens at the moment Jesus returns to his church. Help us to be diligent studies of your word. Someone made a conscious decision some 30 to 40 years ago that we should have a new way of doing church. Although many members and attendees agreed there was nothing wrong with old ways of doing church, terms began being used like purpose-driven or seeker-sensitive or church growth movement or postmodernism or the emergence and more. People started to hear about love and and unity and tolerance, we must be known for what we agree on, not what we disagree on. And everything and everyone must be accepted. And any form of aberration must be accepted. Sin must be accepted. Sin must be disregarded. People love having their ears tickled. They would be encouraged to feel good and have their own self-esteem build up. Solemn doctrine was being set aside. The saving of souls was being set aside for the entertainment factor and the social justice causes. It, it seemed that many in the church no longer cared that so many were on their way to hell. Or they'd rather burn them than turn. What an offensive, intolerant thought. 
But clearly, sound doctrine will separate and divide so that we must tread lightly in that area. Relevant patients have been banished from most pulpits. And here in 2023, all of this would be called wokeism. And a marvelous cure for wokeism would be a focus on the fact that the king is coming, perhaps today. Pulpits that are focusing on this glorious good news are growing exponentially and don't have to worry about church growth. We leave ourselves unprotected and vulnerable to the heels of the human heart and man's fallen nature. The only answer to what's happening in our nation is not more laws, and certainly not more gun control, because laws cannot change the human heart. Only Jesus Christ can do that. Our nation has certainly lost its way, and we may be lost as a nation, even as our enemies are at the gates. Power is a people of faith. We can choose to turn back to our nation's beginnings and to God, who is mighty to save. And as a people, we must receive the conviction of sin and offer to God a heart of repentance so that we might turn to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And if we do not turn to God, we will see more of what we're watching today and even worse. For God's grace and invitation is out there. Together as a people, let us rend our hearts, asking God to forgive us of our sins and pray that God will forgive us grievous sins of our nation. We ask, O oh Lord, that you would work in our hearts as we close this service, as we turn in our bulletins, our bulletins, or offertory prayer. We ask, O oh Lord, that you would speak to our hearts and our minds today. Amen. Would you join me with the bulletin? As the ushers come forward this morning for any offerings, and don't feel if you're a guest that you you need to give your presence alone as a present to us. Let us turn to the offertory prayer and pray together. Almighty God, we pray that these offerings may be used for the glory of your name. In the proclamation of the gospel, be the confirmation of the church and the coming of your kingdom through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. As the ushers come forward, let's turn to the high cross of Christ. Purple number 159, verses 1. 1 and 3. Verses 1 and 3.
We ask you to help us trust you more. Forgive us when we entertain the thought that our future lies in the bank balances and the accumulation of stuff. Remind us, as you did Peter, in your word, reminded the early followers that through Jesus we have come to trust in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are set on God. May our lives reflect that trust to others. In the powerful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you.